पुसरला वेंकटा सिंधु द गोट ऑफ इंडियन ओलंपिक्स इस हॉकी इंडिया नेशनल स्पोर्ट A question that lost all its relevance after spectacular quarter-final display from both our men's and women's teams. Is Bottas the fall guy for Hamilton? Football season has finally begun and seems like Rangers have already won the Scottish Premier League. Also, we talk about Pochettino's early troubles with PSG and Arsenal's new transfer. Let's go. Welcome everyone to episode 20 of Sports Charcha. Yes, we have completed a score. And like the previous 19 episodes, please help me welcome Ishan. Hi guys, welcome to our 20th number 20. Great. I mean, this episode we are definitely happier as Olympics have given us a lot of great moments to talk about, to relish. I mean, we as a country India won a bronze and we have one more medal confirmed, but that's still not the big news the big news is our women's hockey team produced the upset of the tournament by defend by defeating the mighty aussies in the quarter finals <laughs> sorry sindhu sorry lovelina ishan we have to start here yes we do what amazing performance what like i'm so proud of those girls like who would have thought like you know 99 times out of 100 you would bet on the Aussies beating thrashing us not just beating us but you know that's what the what that's what's great about the olympic games upsets yeah. happen all the time that was wonderful i mean it was a 1-0 win uh we there was some heroic defending i couldn't watch the game completely but i caught up all the highlights and it was incredible to watch us playing against uh one of the favorites i mean aussies weren't the aussies as they used to be but for indian women's hockey aussies are still a great uh a great challenge and and we were able to overcome them we are through to the semi see still not a medal confirm but it feels so great because india is finally doing good in hockey it's not just women's hockey but also men's hockey yeah. even the men's team they have qualified for uh, semi finals after beating great britain uh and this they did after 49 years the last time india were in a hockey semi finals was back in 1972 there's a small technicality here like india did win the gold in 1980 but in 1980 there were no semi finals concept so there was a league table top two played the finals so technically after 49 years uh we qualified for uh, semi finals and two and two days yeah. like sunday saturday we had uh, sorry sunday we had uh, uh men's team qualifying and today we had the women's team it's it's amazing it's great i mean i think it's going to be tougher for the men's team to get a medal although they are in the semi final because the next game is against the world champion belgium yeah uh but you know you never know again like the way we played against great britain uh they were on paper a stronger t- side uh but you know we played a great game very solid in our movements very solid in our attack and we converted the chances we were given so you know it was thoroughly well deserved yeah so the other semi finals in men uh, is between australia and germany and indian yeah. women are playing argentina argentina women who i think where i think they won the london olympics if i'm not wrong they were the london olympics champions and the other semi finals is between great britain and i don't remember the other team actually i'll have to check but the point is great britain if you guys have watched chuck the india you know how argentina the women's team play 
they will beat the crap out of us but in the end we'll win well argentina women's hockey men's hockey men's football they all play the same way <laughs> they just beat the crap out of the opposition <laughs> but see that's the whole point like these are not even medals these are just semi finals place like booking a semi finals place which is still a great moment but in reality we actually yeah. won a bronze sindhu second medal in two olympics a bronze she unfortunately lost the semi finals against wasn't she the world number 1 the one whom she lost to she was i think world number 1 if i'm not wrong. i don't know about world number 1 but yeah and uh, anyway she she played the bronze game and won bronze straight sets and another uh, yeah. women boxer lovlina she qualified for semis which means it's a confirmed medal because in in boxing there is no there is no third place match so if you enter a semis even yeah. if you lose you're confirmed of a of a bronze medal so three medals confirmed we already have a silver and a bronze in the locker so hopefully the third one is gold and the game is on uh, wednesday morning so we are recording this on monday night Wednesday morning, fourth August. I think about ten, eleven a.m. The game starts. So keep an eye on it. Watch it. Support us. Hopefully, we get one more medal. Great. So yeah, let's put all these aside. Yes, we covered all the Indian stuff, the positive Indian stuff, and everything aside. But Olympics, we we saw some amazing moments, some great uh, display of sportsmanship, some great scenes on the field, and you know what I'm talking about, which is that the men's high jump. that final announcement that happened unbelievable i just gave me goosebumps unbelievable so it was basically the the it was a long jump right high jump yeah high jump so it was basically the italian i forget the name but the italian and the uh, qatari yeah uh, players were tied they had the same same height and the normal rule is that they have to go in for a one off almost like a tie breaker whoever gets the highest bar gets gold medal but for the first time ever you know you actually saw the footage where the qatari player is talking to the ioc official and saying is there a possibility can if the medal can be shared because both of them and there's a back story attached to that both of them were great, great friends yeah. in fact when the italian uh, last year after the world championship had a career threatening acl injury it was this qatari player Uh, athlete that supported him reached out to him etc and god bless the ioc in this regard they said you know yeah. go for it let's share the gold medal and it was one of the most you know heartwarming moments you know these are two <coughs> very different countries yeah. in you know in history in anything and to see them hug it out you know the italian athlete jumped on the qatari athlete and it was just a moment where both of them shared probably their life's best moment yeah. together and when the medal ceremony happening both of them standing on the you know the number one spot raising each other's hand it was like you know that's what the olympic is for you know that's what you know makes sport such a unifying uh, unifying you know event because you know it doesn't matter where you're from etc it's just that moment at that day it was truly a great 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 sight yeah so yeah very well sir so the qatari players name is i i noted them down actually i mean i didn't know that uh the qatari players name uh, is mutaz esa barshi and the italian players name is gian marco tamberia i guess i pronounced it rightly if not apologies for that but yeah again 
everything as ishan said great display it was wonderful to watch uh the 100 men's uh, sorry 100 meters men's finals for the first time there were no jamaicans since i think 2000 sydney olympics if i'm not wrong and uh, yeah uh, in women's 100 meters finals all three gold silver and bronze were backed by the jamaicans so so it's like balanced out anyways uh, so so this, as i said the track and field even starts the the real fun starts so it was great to see those athletes in action but bala just to conclude the athletic side about what a year it has been for italy yeah uh, you know euros champions Uh, Berrettini becoming a Wimbledon finalist out of nowhere, uh, a, an Italian winning a hundred meter sprint, breaking the European record while doing so, uh, and you know obviously the yeah you know, the long jump medal, gold medal as well. So what a brilliant year it's been for Italy, and you know after the obviously the tragedy of how Italy was affected due to COVID. This is just incredible story for them. Yeah, but not so great for uh, Serbia, especially for Novak Djokovic, who had an eye on the Golden Slam, but unfortunately he didn't even win a medal. He lost the semi-finals to the eventual gold medalist Zverev, uh, and he lost the semi-finals against the Spanish player. I forgot his name. Uh, Djokovic was yeah. doing Djokovic things, losing completely. He broke a couple of his rackets. He threw them off. I don't know. He just lost it. A great chance to win a Golden Slam, but the record still stays with uh, Steffi Graf. And apparently, she did it in 1988. Yeah. I was wrong. I said 1996. She did it in 1988 when she was, I think, 19 or 20. Like to achieve that yeah. when she was a teenager, that's insane, man. That's that's insane. But I think just to uh, roll back on Djokovic, you know, I'm not a big Djokovic fan. He's a great player. Will become probably the greatest ever. But you know, there are certain mannerisms that he has. He will never compare to Federer and Nadal in that regard. You know, losing your temper. Okay, he was fine in the loss with Zverev, but in the bronze medal match, he completely lost the plot. Yeah, like he threw the racket into the crowd, broke the racket as you said a couple of times. I mean that's uncalled for, especially when you are, you know, talking about Olympics and you know they are such great moments. Uh, on the other hand, and you see, you know, a true champion like Djokovic behave like that. It was sad to see. Yeah, not a very great sight for young sports fan to watch. Uh, I mean, you can call him a true great of the sport. So, yeah, his on-field behavior he might have to watch out for. Now. Talking quickly, rounding up the other Indian performance, uh, one of our equestrian player, uh, I think her name, I think his name is Mirza Fouad Mirza, if I'm not wrong, uh, finished uh, in the finals, I think 23rd position, which is still a great, which is still a best for us. Uh, the last time we we competed in this sport was I think 20 years back in Sydney somewhere, I believe. Uh, also to round up other performances, long jump was a little disappointing. Uh, the disc throw finals women's event happened today. uh kamalpreet kaur finished i think fifth or sixth i believe so it was a little disappointing to see all those things but these news the last 3 days sindhu winning the bronze uh, indian uh, men's hockey team and women's hockey team reaching the semis were all great news so hopefully we'll see more of this and there's still about 5 6 days of olympics still left and uh, we are still yeah. in line for at least two or three more medals we still have a great hope in wrestling there is still that javelin thrower so Ha ah, fingers crossed for India and fingers crossed for more such heartwarming olympic moments great yes so 
uh, enough of Olympics. Let's move on to no one minute. Yeah. Bala, before Bala, sorry, mm. just before we end Olympics, a big upset just took place where Canada just the Can- Canadian women's team knocked out the American women's team. Uh, that's a huge shocker because obviously, as you guys know, the American women's team is almost invincible. Uh, they beat them one nil. So guaranteed, not a gold medal for uh, the U.S. women's team this time. So that's a pretty shock, big shocker for them. Yeah. And also for you, football fans, the, this week Tuesday and Wednesday will be the semi-finals for the men's team, men's uh, football as well. So yeah, uh, so, so yeah. women's finals, uh, as Ishan pointed out, Canada is one of the finalists, and uh, Sweden defeated Australia in another semi-finals. So it's going to be Sweden versus Canada in the finals for the women's gold medal match. And in men's, we have the semi-finals tomorrow. Uh, that is Spain versus Japan is the first semi-finals. And Brazil versus Mexico yeah. is the second Mexico. semi-final. So we'll see. Spain is the uh, the obvious favorites. But uh, we'll see what happens there. So I think we have covered Olympics completely. So let's move yeah. on to the Formula 1, the Hungarian Grand Prix. We had an eventful Bullshit. race. <laughs> an unlikely winner. Bullshit. <laughs> Bullshit. Bloody. So I've discovered that Mercedes has a tactic. They, uh, they have a tactic that Bottas' role, because he's out of contract anyway, is going, to, is going to be just ram into all your competing cars <laughs> so that Hamilton can just win the race easily. And if you're really talented, try and maneuver and knock Verstappen while you're crashing every car while not making it look deliberate. <laughs> uh, Bottas did that really well in the first lap as the race started. Uh, by the way, for people who don't know, this was the Hungarian Grand Prix. Uh, it was anyway the the track was a bit slippery, etc. But du- during the start, Bottas got off to you know he went far too much into the left corner and his brake he broke he put the brakes on very late. He crashed into Lando Norris. And then it was because it's the start, everyone's close to each other. It was almost like a trickle down. Lando crashed against Leclerc, Leclerc banged against Sergio Perez. Perez nudged Verstappen. Verstappen had a minor damage, but all of these guys, Bottas, Leclerc, Lando Norris, Sergio Perez were like they couldn't race anymore. Uh there were there was so much drama. But I think the highlight of the race was in the last 10 laps where uh Hamilton was making a surge towards the podium and our age-old legend MVP Fernando Alonso brought back you know his heydays and defended Hamilton in a Mercedes which is a superior car uh in his Renault for about four laps in one of them like Bala if you've not seen it it is one of the most incredible you know moments of driving the skill involved in defending a faster car or a superior car is just impeccable incredible and but obviously uh hamilton overtook but all credit goes out to the winner a first time winners uh ocon sebastian ocon uh in the renault uh which is basically the alpine hmm. uh second place went to sebastian vettel and third place went to carlos uh, sorry it went to uh, lewis hamilton which is imp- imp- important for the Mercedes team because now Hamilton is two points ahead of Verstappen in the title championship. But yesterday, Vettel was eliminated, disqualified from the race. I, there's a certain rule where you have to have a sur- 
a specific amount of fuel sample that you need to submit post race the racing point team could not do that and apparently it's in the rule book that that's an immediate disqualification and as a result vettel was disqualified which meant hamilton took second place which now means he's four points ahead and science who was in the ferrari comes third so that just that disqualification might have a ma- massive effect on the championship race uh verstappen has not looked the same ever since hamilton knocked him off in the last race uh it's i think it was a psychological damage that hamilton wanted to do obviously not i won't say he did it deliberately <laughs> but it worked yeah. uh but so dramatic great race uh congratulations to ocon in his first race he might never do it again <laughs> great wonderful i mean it's like full drama and when you said uh vettel lost his second place due to such technicalities it reminded me of the of the rush movie when uh, james hunt victory gets disqualified because his car was like some 10 inches away from the yeah. the 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 rules yeah i mean it was great it's great and and, and uh, hamilton is right now at uh, 192 points uh verstappen is second at 186 points third fourth are like way behind i mean lando norris is hard on 13 like nowhere near these two so it will be these two still on top and it will be a tight race on the constructors side mercedes is at 300 and red bull is at 290 so again it's between those two so what we still have another 10 races left i don't know how many more races left so another 10 10 odd races left yeah yeah 10 odd races left so again this is going down the wire so watch out for the next race guys so that's about it for f1 now we have a lot of football happening so we'll cover everything in the next section which is our speed point so to start with speed point the first thing is the official season in the french league has started so they started off like any other league they start off with their quote unquote super cup or quote unquote community shield uh, and they call it the champions trophy and it was between lil who were the last year league on champions was a psg who were the last year cup champions and lil won one yeah. nil <laughs> psg not a great start for poch early troubles early troubles but yeah winning i know they won't put too much weightage on that kind of, that match it's a one off but uh, yeah winning it's it's not a very auspicious start for psg which you know because they've literally broken the bank to ma- win the champions league this season uh, they are going to go all out because most likely they'll lose mbappe next season so it's not a very good start but it's it's one of those irrelevant trophies i don't think not too much they won't put too much importance into it but yeah congratulations to uh so one thing what struck me was like say understand like psg didn't play with pretty much eight or nine of their starting 11 like to just to name it uh, there were no marquinhos verratti yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, mbappe neymar uh, di maria like no one like if ramos didn't start so they pretty much eight or nine of their starting 11 didn't start but still like you still have players like hakimi started he played his first probably official game you can call it yeah. for psg and wijnaldum came in as a substitute but even yeah. on the lille side they also lost many of their star players their star goalkeeper left uh their one of their star uh, midfielders bubakar somare he went to leicester renato sanchez is still not back yet so they are also without their star players but they were able to win now see i agree to everything you said it's just a one off game it's it's a glorified friendly blah 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 but still uh with the kind of signings you made with the kind of summer you had when it comes to transfers you expect to beat lil so hopefully psg come back stronger and uh, 
make a good case in champions league i'm pretty sure they're going to run through the french league one more time uh, but hopefully they make a good case yeah. in champions league now that's not the only league that started and again just to round it off congratulations to lil yet another trophy in fact they also don't have their manager i forgot him christophe gaultier is no more lil's manager he has gone <laughs> to lyon so anyways congratulations lil but that's not the only league that has started scottish premier league has also started we won't spend too much time on it since because we don't have that many other league started so we are talking about this rangers the champions won their first game 3-0 but celtic had a horrible start like they failed to qualify for the champions league and lost their first game against hearts so they are not looking good there's already a lot of pressure on their uh, new manager so we'll see how that goes but did you see the european super league statement released by the three clubs who are still in it <laughs> yeah no no i i missed that what what was the statement so basically uae barca real who the three clubs who are still in this european super league they yeah. filed a case against uefa for uh, threatening with all those uh, actions against them sanctions so, etc yeah yeah so so the the court it was a murdered court they they fought in a murdered court and the murdered court uh, ruled in favor of the for, for favor of these clubs stated that uefa can't uh, threaten these clubs with all those uh, all those things but uefa literally said meh like we don't give a fuck like we are going to appeal some place else and you guys are still screwed so see this is what the statement this is what the statement officially released by all the three clubs together so one couple of quotes i noted like it was very funny so one thing they said that uefa has established itself has a sole regulator exclusive operator and unique owner of rights of european football competitions this monopolistic position in is conflict of interest is damaging football and its competitive balance as shown by ample evidence financial controls are inadequate released by barcelona <laughs> <laughs> like oh, hey man, hello kettle hello kettle you are black <laughs> oh my god <laughs> Meaning, I feel so, sad for them, but they have dug their own graves, man. Yeah, I mean, how how ballsy for them to point fingers at UEFA and say that yeah, you didn't handle finance properly. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. but this is not over yet. It looks like this is going to continue for a while. It's just a pure ego fight between these three clubs and the UEFA. Just to add a side note, I don't know how many of you know this. The Juventus's current president, Andre Agnelli. and uefa's president sefrin they are actually pretty close friends one is the other person's son's godfather oh dear i don't know who's whose son's godfather but they are that close so it feels i back of the mind it feels like a family fluid there is some some unspoken trouble between these two and they are trying to sort it out outside their family so <laughs> i hope that happens between aguero and messi this season <laughs> oh great So yeah so any other major footballing transfers that has happened jack grealish interest have increased manchester city Increase, have officially uh, harry kane didn't show up for training today oh uh, yeah which has basic yeah which basically has obviously raised speculation that he might be going to city but harry kane did that last season as well and didn't go anywhere i still feel that harry kane is not leaving it will cost city a lot of money to let go uh, meaning to buy Harry Kane, especially if they are wanting, planning to buy Grealish as well. If I were a city involved in the city transfer, I would actually go for Kane over Grealish because midfield is one position where City are already very strong. But there are 
rumors that City are open to offers for Riyad Mahrez and Raheem Sterling as well. Uh, I don't know who will go out and buy them because, as we just said, the, there are three European heavyweights who are now European crybabies who don't <laughs> have any money. Uh, and Bayern won't buy such players. So, I don't see where they will fit in. Uh, but, you know, anything can happen. City are capable of buying both. Because, as you said, FFP is off the table this season, I think. Uh, so, they will also take advantage like how uh, PSG did. Uh, but, yeah, man, like that's one of the major things uh, going down in the transfer season. Ben White made his debut for Arsenal. For people who don't know, he was the record, the third highest signing, uh, record signing for Arsenal at 58 million. Came from Brighton. He did pretty well. He did a goal line clearance against Chelsea. It was a friendly game. Uh, Arsenal, but showed their true colours of being absolutely atrocious in defence. But, however bad they were, Timo Werner still couldn't score a goal. He was horrible again. Uh, Harvard scored a great finish and Tammy Abraham scored the other goal. So, yeah, I think not much has happened in the transfer mill, especially in the Premiership, because where the action is, United have been very smart, finished most of their business very early, very unlike United. Uh, I think with Woodward going... I think a lot of, you know, transfers are happening very quickly. So, that's great for them. So, yeah, pretty much all the major points are covered. Uh, the season is actually slowly starting. Champions League qualifications towards the last round of qualifications are happening. So, uh, that's happening this week, Tuesday, Wednesday and probably will happen after two weeks again. Uh, many clubs are in it. Europa League and the Europa Conference League qualifications all are going on. The first official game of the English Premier League season begins next Saturday. I mean, sorry, the coming Saturday, 8th August. Uh, the Community Shield game between Leicester City and Manchester City. Uh, so, that will be played at Wembley. So, that earmarks the beginning of the Premier League season. So, probably next episode is probably the last episode will cover a lot of non-football piss because... <laughs> Because the episode suppose that we'll be back to talking about football. UEFA Super Cup is there, but that we'll talk about in the next episode. And I think next week what I'm going to do is I'll just cover, uh, give five minutes to what happened in the NBA draft for people who are interested. Uh, I'll also talk about a couple of trades that might happen, might not happen. Uh, so yeah, we'll have we'll spend a couple of ten minutes on the NBA next week as well. Yes, I will prepare some questions. I have some questions. So that will be like a question and yeah. answer session so that like listeners can also understand. So great. I am totally looking forward to the next episode. So until then, it's bye-bye from Bala. Bye guys. Bye from Ishan. See you next week. Thank you everyone for listening. If you enjoyed what you heard, please make sure you hit the subscribe button. And also please, like we are literally begging to rate our podcast on whichever app you are listening to. It not only helps us, but also new listeners to easily find our podcast. You can also reach out to us on Twitter at the rate Sports Charcha. A big shout out to the Jam Room Audio for our theme music. You can follow the Jam Room on Facebook at the rate The Jam Room Audio. Bye!